before we get into it, I have a question for you. Have you ever felt completely lost? Kind of like being in quicksand. Either you've found yourself and you need some help or you haven't found yourself yet. I got you. We're going to help you get your happy life through your goals. I am Jen, your goal coach and the host of the Lost and Found podcast. We're going to discuss foundational work all the way to that big, bold goal of yours and how to break it down to achieve it and everything in between. Now let's create your happy life. Let's get into this episode. I am so excited that you guys are here for my very, very first podcast episode. Dying right now inside, you have no idea. This has been such an incredible journey to learn how to even do this, but I'm incredibly proud of myself, so let's just get into it. Let's just get to know each other. So... My name is Jen. I feel like I'm in an interview. My name is Jen. I'm 45 years old or on a dating service. (laughs) Um, My name is Jen. I'm 45 years old. I live in Staten Island, New York. I am divorced. I now live with my boyfriend of six years, six and a half years maybe. His name is Richie. We live with my two puppies. I need to have my dogs have their moment. Um, Griffin and Gracie. I am a lover of all things shopping, food, wine, friends, and family. But I am a deep lover of family, for sure. Although my family is... um, It's just me and my brother. I have a very large extended family. My um, mom's mother, so my Nana, was one of 13. And my mom's dad, my poppy, was one of eight. So we have a lot of cousins, a lot, a lot of cousins, which is a great thing. Hopefully you'll get to meet some of them along the way here. But I also work in corporate America. I work in the fashion industry. I do love, love what I do. I think it's just now that I am in my mid-40s. I can't believe I'm saying that, that I'm in my mid-40s, but it's crazy because I don't feel that way. I am now, I have been searching for what the next thing would be. Obviously, I don't want to do this in my, in 10 years. So what was my next thing? And my next thing, definitely I knew for the longest time that I wanted to help people. I was even looking at like, oh, what can I do in the medical field to help people work in a hospital? Which crazy, because that's not me. I mean, I love to help people, but I don't think I could do those types of things if they're not my family. But anyway, I really decided to leverage my personal experiences and what has happened to me and how I could use that to help people and really looked at, wow, where was I at my lowest of my low? And that was really going through my divorce and feeling completely lost. So whether it's a divorce, a relationship that you're in, or it has nothing to do with a relationship at all. It could just be not talking to some to a family member, or having a really strong falling out with somebody, or just feeling like I meant for something more. I just don't know what that is. I feel so lost. Sometimes people feel very lost with financial, you know, hardships or whatever that might be for you, which will segue right into why I named this podcast the Lost and Found Podcast, because I was very lost for a very, very long time. My divorce lasted really actually not my divorce that lasted a long time. My separation lasted a long time from the time that things were kind of going south and I 
found out that I was cheated on and I still stayed with my husband at the time for a bunch of reasons. I mean, not great reasons at all, but I never judge anybody that decides to obviously stay with their person because of something that happened in their relationship. Everybody has different values, has a different mindset, has a different place that they are in their life. And this is a complete judgment-free zone because I was judged so much for staying with my husband at the time of like why would you stay with this person why would you do this you guys don't live together it's been eight years and I really I was so lost I was like so incredibly lost I can't even explain like I look back and I'm like wow who was that person I would never let someone treat me like that I would never let someone take my self-worth my self-esteem my self-love like I would never let anybody do that to myself now but that is because I found myself and sometimes it takes a really long time to find yourself which is why I started goal coaching because setting mini goals for myself and when I tell you they were mini like some of the goals I was in such a bad depression that some of the goals were I'm going to be able to get up out of bed today. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get up out of bed. I'm going to take a shower and I'm going to put on real clothes. That was a goal. That was a big goal at the time. And little goals, I was like, okay, I set this goal for myself. And then maybe in the next six hours, I will set this goal for myself. And just really, that's what made me want to become a goal coach is really helping people set goals um, for themselves and how you can achieve them. Whether they are small goals, you know, you're in a bad way and you need to take a shower, brush your teeth, wash your face and change. It could be that or it could be these major goals of I want to open my own company, everything in between, whatever it is. We got you here at the Lost and Found podcast. We're going to dive into why I have my program set the way I do and how we can get to a place for you through this podcast of breaking down the barriers, why, how can we get your goals achieved, talking about all the life pillars that we're going to go to go into in a second, and really conquering your happy life. This is not about, you know, living on a yacht and making billions of dollars. <laughs> I mean, if that's your goal, I mean, we'll try to get you there. But it's really about how do you have that happy well-rounded life that you are proud of and that you love because why are we on this earth if we are not loving our life of course life gives throws you curveballs and there are some days where you're like what am I doing oh my god but majority of your time is to have a happy life so I will be helping you with mood shifters how to change your (laughs) I hate this phrase but how to turn your frown upside down, a bunch of different things that I will help you work on. We're going to get into foundational work, mindset work, and then each individual life pillar and why it's important to set each individual life pillars. Let's get out of the quicksand. I'm throwing you a lifeline here. Let's do it. Let me tell you a little bit about these life pillars and why I set these life pillars. Well, let me tell you a little story. So like I said earlier, I was really like loving the fact that I was setting goals to help myself get unstuck, get found, setting these mini goals. When I started to get to a place of really like 
coming out of this, still separated, but like starting to come out of this lost mindset and really finding myself. I was working in a job, fashion industry. I was working for a company. It was a smaller company. I'm definitely not going to name any names. I actually think they're not even in business anymore. It was a horrible, horrible work environment. It was so bad. I mean, people yelling at each other, like calling each other names. It was a really, really horrible work environment. I had this boss that I was working with she was like no other. I mean, I worked for tough bosses. I work in the fashion industry. I've worked for some tough people. But tough is okay. Like I can respect tough. That also helps you grow. This was tough in a very bad way. She was a very unhappy woman, you could tell, and projected her unhappiness onto all. She actually at one point in time, like took a hanger and poked it into my back while we were walking to tell me to move faster. Dude, I... (laughs) I like lost my mind. She also had it in for a few other girls and she took it way too far and she wound up getting um, getting let go. But the place and the environment, even though it tried to, you know, we got an amazing CEO that got brought on and she was phenomenal, but she could not change the environment. It was a family owned company, really, really hard to do. Um, they kind of had the say in everything. But anyway, making a very long story short, it was a bad place. I did get promoted there. I was a director. I had 12 people reporting to me and I really owned my department from the budgetary standpoint, from creating processes. I really had a lot of respect there that I took me a long time to grow and really made my name for myself there. I was working until 11 o'clock at night, then commuting home, not getting home till midnight, 1 a.m. sometimes. The workload was absolutely insane because there was no real, not a lot of structure around the entire company. My friend called me and she worked for, I worked in the fashion industry for another company. And she was like, hey, I'm really looking for a fabric manager. My expertise is fabric and lace research and development, product development, and color and print. I have this position that I need to fill. Do you know anybody? And I was like, I paused for like 10 seconds. And she's like, hello? I'm like, yeah, me. She's like, Jen, it's a manager position. Like it's not a director position at all. It's a manager position. I mean, it's a total step down. I'm like, me. I I don't think I could do this anymore. I really don't think I care that it's a step down. My goal for the longest time was to be promoted to director. Like it was such a goal of mine and I achieved it and I worked so hard and I was so proud of that. And I couldn't actually believe that I was saying on the phone, me. I couldn't believe I was saying it. She was like, okay, send me your resume. I got the interview. I had a couple of rounds of interviews that had to do a project. I had to do a test, I think, like a little test on how much I knew about fabric. And then I had to do a project, basically like a mood board of how I would see fabric and lace in the next season that they were working on. I got the job and I was so excited because she told me about the culture and how it was and her, you know, her VP and how amazing her VP was and all the stuff. And really the culture is what grabbed me. Like, I don't want to be unhappy when, when I go to work every day, like people yelling at each other and like, just like this animosity every day and fighting 
every day was a fight about everything. The stupid, about a button, like every day was a fight. I got the job and I was so excited and I started there for the first six months and I was like, wow, this is the place for me. Like everybody's respectful. It has its challenges. Nothing is amazing, trust me. But it was such a different environment and I felt so good. And at the time, I was dealing with my ex well, he wasn't my ex-husband at the time. As the time, I was dealing with really coming into my own and saying that I really, I need to get this I need to be divorced. I really, really need to be divorced. So like I was having that awakening and then doing this. So I just felt so much better about that. I realized something. I was like, wow, my goal this whole time for the past like few years was to be a director. I achieved the goal, but I'm so much happier right now. And I'm bringing my life together and I'm crawling out of the quicksand. I am getting there. And I realized it isn't about the career It isn't about the money. It isn't about the relationship. It is about those things, but it's a bigger picture. So that is where my 10 life pillars were born. (laughs) And I realized that, wow, I need to create goals for myself in all areas of my life. I think in the beginning, I only had four life areas, but now I have created my program for my clients on all 10 life pillars. And it is really important to me for my clients to set goals in all 10 life pillars. Do not mistake it though. It is not about creating these giant goals that take so much effort. It is not about that at all. It is about small things to make sure you're covering and hitting all these life pillars in your daily life so that you have a happy life. So let me get into the goals for you and we could kind of break them down as we go. These are in no particular order at all, so they can rank for you very differently. And that is for no one to say but you. Career, I have as as a life pillar, and that can equal your actual career, your own business, and or a side hustle. For me, it is that right now. So career, business, and side hustle. So I have like three kinds of separate goals in this bucket. The next one is home. You might say home, like what what does that mean? Your home life, like your family? That does not mean that. I believe that your home is your sanctuary. Did you ever walk into a room that is messy? Like I have Right now, my bedroom is a hot mess because I, it is, just to give you a little perspective here, it is 6, 18 a.m. I am recording this podcast before I need to get ready to go to work. I am going to leave here at 7.15. I am, my clothes are picked out. That's what I did earlier this morning. That's why my, my room is an absolute mess. I really feel scattered when my house is not in order. And this is not saying my house is not in order all the time. That is not what I mean when I say this. Trust me. But I do feel like I feel better when my home is just things are in order. Like I feel better. I feel like my mind is free. The next life pillar is self-development. So self-development is really important. And I actually... New self-development was really important, 
but I didn't realize it was really important until I started to invest in myself. And by investing, I mean, yes, of course, emotionally investing, but more financially investing. I believe that self-development can mean anything from learning a new skill, like I have on my list right now. And one of my my goals is I bought a Canon Mark M50, I think it is, a Canon Mark M50. And I have no idea how to use it. I don't never use like a real camera, but I want to shoot YouTube videos. So that's on my list. So I found some a, a class online and I have it earmarked. I haven't done it yet, but that is a skill that I'm going to learn. The biggest thing I did this year to, to really invest in myself is that I invested in a business coach, which I would probably not be sitting here doing this podcast if I did not invest in my business coach. That was a big investment for me. It was really big, but I also had on my list that I wanted to buy a Gucci bag. So I forewent the Gucci bag and decided to invest in myself. My Gucci bag is still sitting on my vision board and I will get that Gucci bag eventually. But I decided it was more important to invest in myself. And I am so happy I did it. I have learned so much. I wouldn't have gotten my first client if I didn't invest in myself this year. I wouldn't be talking to some amazing women and helping them and getting more clients if I did not invest in myself this year. I think about when I was at my lowest of my low, that investing in myself was so important, whether it was to see a therapist, whether it was to talk to a life coach. The next thing on the list is relationships. So this doesn't have to mean a romantic relationship, but for me, it means all relationships. It means my love relationship. So my relationship with my partner, Richie, it means my family is a very important relationship in my life. And my friends are an important relationship. Part of my goals in the next 90 days is to really strengthen my relationships with friends and build new relationships with new friends. That's kind of where, where relationships can go. The next one we have is health. So this is both physical and mental health. And you should have goals in both because both are so incredibly important. And when we talk physical health, a lot of people think in this space that it's about losing weight or like that those kinds of things. It absolutely can be. And if that's part of your goal, please, yes. But for your physical health, for me, the next 90 days, my physical health really is about calling all my doctors and making all my doctor's appointments. So I need to get a mammogram. I need to get a pap smear. Sorry, but you know how it is girls I need to get I need to do a whole blood panel I need to do all these things I need to go to the dermatologist all those things so that's kind of where I lied in this physical health for myself the next life pillar is finances oh money 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 so I am currently reading the book and I had it here and now I cannot find it. You are a badass at making money. I am reading this book. I actually did the audiobook. I'm a big, big audiobook person. Then I was like, wow, there's some work I need to do. Like I wanted to highlight the pages. So I bought the book too. I will put the book in the show notes. It is absolutely amazing book. And it's really about manifestation and mindset. So if you are into that, this book is amazing. Money and finances are a struggle for so many. I have a lot of cool resources um, about finances and money 
that have helped me because this continues to be an area that I constantly need to work on. Um, and I'm really finding my way in this in this space. I really think it's a shame that we don't teach how to manage money in school. Like, yeah, I'm really bad with money. Well, I was really bad at money. I am putting out in the universe that I'm better at money and I'm going to attract money and bring money in, manage my money. I am putting it out there because oof, this is a goal for me. Next life pillar is spirituality. This could mean so many things for so many people. And maybe you don't really know what that means for you right now. In my spirituality bucket, I have meditation. I'm Catholic, so I kind of have stopped going to church for such a long time for so many reasons. So that's part of my my spirituality journey. But some days and some things that are said in church, I don't sometimes agree with. So that's a whole other topic. But I am learning that I am not going for a person or what is said, I'm going for myself. So sometimes I don't go because I'm not in the space of it. But I will go and sit in there's this little place by us. It's called if you live in Staten Island, it's called the Alba House. And they have this little um, outside thing. It's beautiful to go out at go at night. It's like indoor outdoor kind of thing. It's a space where you can light candles. There's always candles lit in there lit. There are um, beautiful, beautiful statues of saints. And it's just a calming place to go. I went there a lot during my um, going through my divorce. And I also go to the cemetery a lot and talk to my grandmother. So whatever um, spirituality means to you, it means to you. No one should tell you what that means. I think it's really important to connect to whatever that, you know, higher power is for you, whatever that is. The next thing is community. This is about giving back or giving to someone in your community, whatever in your community is important to you. I love my little neighborhood. My little neighborhood has not changed in years and years. I am, Richie and I are surrounded by people that are really in their 80s around us. If you know anything about me, I love children, pets, and old people. So, um, (laughs) just what I love. And I don't know, old Older people, they have a special place in my heart. I cannot explain why I think, actually, I probably can. It probably has a lot to do with my grandparents. I had four amazing grandparents. I'm not going to cry. I don't have them anymore. I miss them so much. But I think that that's what draws me to them. But I really feel a sense of needing to take care of them. Community can mean so many things. Also in this neighborhood, there is a little park and it is a small little park. I just realized they had like a park coalition. Like I knew that they did, but I didn't realize that they were looking for people. So that is something that I'm looking into and want to get into. I give money to them, but I I want to actually do some work there and stuff. So then we have self-love. Self-development and self-love are very, very different. So self-love is really about what do you do every day to love you? This should be a part of your daily habits. We'll get into that as well because you should have daily habits that align with your life goals. What are you doing every day to really bring love to yourself? It could be journaling. It could be meditating. It could be giving yourself a bubble bath and having a glass of wine as what people really think of like self-love is like those things, but it could be deeper. It could be whatever makes you 
feel the love for you. I like to take, I take myself out on a date. Like when I feel like, I don't know, that I just, I want to do something, but I don't, I don't know if I necessarily want to be with someone right now, but I want to do something. I've done it before. I've like, all right, I love shopping. So I'm like, I'm going to go to Nordstrom's and Nordstrom's has that really nice restaurant. I'm going to take myself out to lunch. I'm going to take myself shopping and then maybe go for a massage. And that just makes me feel good. So don't underestimate taking yourself out on a date, whatever it is, but self-love must happen every day. You have to love yourself before you can love others. Remember that, so important. The last life pillar, but again, not in any particular order, but it is so very important. It is fun, people. You have to have fun. It's pathetic sometimes that we have to schedule our fun, but whatever, who cares? You have to have fun. Write a list of things that you want to do. I was actually talking to, I recorded a podcast episode this weekend. That will be my second episode, but I actually recorded that first before this one. That episode, I have a guest in that episode, and we were you know, talking about our outline, questions I was going to ask. And then we started, then we were done with that. And we started just chatting. And she was telling me about the friend. I'm a friends lover. Like I love the show friends. And she was telling me about the friends experience. Have you ever been? Da, da, da. I don't know how, oh, we got on the topic because we had a zoom and I was drinking out of a mug that said friends. And she was like, oh my God, I love friends. Did you ever go to the friends experience? And I'm like, no. And I kind of forgot. I knew it was, I knew that they had that in New York, but I kind of forgot about it. I have in my notes app on my phone, and I'm going to create something in Notion that is just really like my fun list, like all things that I want to do. Going to make sure I do one thing a month. If you're strapped for cash and all that stuff and you can't spend money, it's like then figure out like all these things that you could do that maybe don't take a lot of money or any money. There are tons of free things to do. I'm going to search for that free things to do for fun. And maybe I will send that out to to my email list. Those are the life pillars. That is what my program is based upon is goal mapping in these 10 life pillars. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to learn a little bit about me, why I started my goal coaching program. And then we just really went into the life pillars and the foundational work of the goal coaching program. The power of change is within. And let me tell you, you have it within you. Trust me. I would also love to invite you to my email list. It's in the show notes below. Your happy life is one click away. I talk about it every week. I send you amazing nuggets of information, free resources. Join me there. Have an amazing, amazing day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please reach out. My Instagram and email are below in the show notes. I would love to hear from you what you would want to hear more of, or if just you simply need some help and want to ask some questions, I would love to tackle them for you. Remember to celebrate the small wins, little things equal big impact. Lead with gratitude and remember to give yourself grace. Have an amazing week.